The proceeding has been Nature of Business with Chrissy Coughlin in association with GreenBiz.com. I'm alone and I'm driving. Welcome back. You're listening to Nature of Business, and I'm your host, Chrissy Coughlin. Thank you for sticking around. We have on the line with us right now Stephen Avedek. He is the Director, Global Head of Sustainability at City Realty Service at Citigroup. Welcome, Stephen. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you, Chrissy. Excellent. Well, we're thrilled to have you. I know we've we've been talking for a while about uh, having you on the show, so it's it's um, thrilling to actually be speaking with you live. No, I uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited for the opportunity and then being able to address your audience. Terrific. Well, let's start with you. Let's start with your career trajectory and uh, your current and exciting position at City. Um, give us the synopsis in your day to day with whom you're working internally and externally and all that fun stuff. Sure. Um, let me explain a little bit about my role and, and, and how I fit in at City. Um, essentially, I'm responsible for all of the direct operational impacts that city has. So it's carbon, it's energy, it's water, waste, um, green and lead building. And, um, you know, as you mentioned, um, I'm the director and global head of sustainability for city realty services. And that's really where our direct, uh, where our direct impacts on the environment come from because we don't produce anything um, as far as like a widget and so we don't have manufacturing sites. but. Essentially, all of our um, facilities have those impacts, and that's really where where it's my role to focus on. Mm-hmm. We have over twelve thousand locations in over a hundred countries. Uh, it encompasses over seventy five million square feet of real estate, and that includes everything from standalone ATMs to the retail branches, probably you and your listeners are familiar with, as well as large data centers and even iconic office buildings all around the globe. Mm-hmm. Um, the really interesting thing about my job is that no two days are the same. There, there's no typical day. Um, for example, uh, one day I could be working with someone from President Obama's administration on the Better Building Challenge. The next day I could be working with our investment bank to develop models for financing efficiency. Or, um, you know, recently I was just working with someone in the United Arab Emirates to uh, work on carbon offsets. And then, you know, I get special occasions like this to do radio interviews. So um, <laughs> the, the wide range of everything that I work on is um, it's uh, it's pretty dynamic and, um, and, it, and it varies from day to day. So it's an exciting job and exciting position. That's cool. So the uh, the President Obama Better Buildings Challenge, I don't even know about this. What is that? Uh, essentially, it's um, the, you know his initiative to promote um, energy efficiency and, and green building, okay. and it's something that we're looking to participate in if we could find the right properties um, and really uh, that we could embrace the initiative. So it's it's definitely um, you know city has such a large impact and, and, and a global reach. Um, where we try to, being a sustainable organization like us, we try to engage in, and work with as many different programs as we can, whether it's the California Better Buildings Challenge, um, the Better Buildings Challenge by the Obama administration, um, 
different initiatives that Mayor Bloomberg have going on in New York City. Um, we really try to embrace as many as we can because we want to show not only that we are, you know, good environmental stewards, but also that, you know, that we care about the communities that, in which we work and where our employees and customers live. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. So you mentioned that you have 12,000 locations. Is that in, in how many countries? In over 100 countries. Wow. Okay, so your impact is, your job is, do you have a team? Is there a team in the Realty Services? And if so, how big? I do. I do have a team. Um, Essentially, the way it's broken up is that um, cities broken up into four geographical regions. Um, One of them is North America, which includes Canada and and, uh, the United States. The other is Latin America, which includes everything from Mexico, you know, uh, from from Mexico down to um, to the chip of Chile and everything in between, including the Caribbean. Um, then we have our Asia Pacific uh, region, which includes everything from India to uh, to uh, I guess Japan, and then ranging from China all the way down uh, through Australia. And then we have uh, Middle East and Africa, um, which is uh, our, our largest region geographically, but actually our smallest impact from a square footage standpoint from real estate, but it encompasses everything from Pakistan to London all the way down to um, the tip of South Africa to Russia. So it's yeah. enormous in size of geographic location, but from a real estate perspective, it's actually our smallest region. Okay. Wow. Okay. So the the footprint is potentially quite large. Um, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're you're a busy man, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Um. So well. Okay. So City has been in, been named uh, one of the world's top green IT organizations. Uh, IDG, um, Computer World ranked it, and uh, Newsweek ranked you one of the greenest, not the greenest, U.S. bank. Tell us more about this, and um, particularly in the context of, of the real estate portfolio. Well, you know, I'm, I'm proud to say that Citi's made it a priority to, to be a green bank, and you know, one of our publicly stated goals is to have 15% of our real estate portfolio lead certified by 2015. Mm-hmm. And so when talking about, you know, the, the different rankings and everything and how that relates to real estate, um, you know, we take a lot of pride in what we do. And so this year we celebrated our 200th lead certified project in Manhattan in one of our uh, flagship uh, new branches in, at Union Square. And this has been one of our huge achievements to date, where we um, certified one million square feet of real estate in the iconic Long Island City office uh, uh, skyscraper in Queens, New York City. Um, It's the tallest building on Long Island and in any of the boroughs outside Manhattan. And so um, to get all of that building, um, existing building, lead certified, um, was a huge success for us. And our 200 projects, and the reason I say projects as opposed to actual buildings is because a lot of our projects are commercial interiors um, where you'll see a branch that might be part of a larger structure, but we want to make sure that our portion is LEED certified. Mm-hmm. So um, we have, uh, like I said, we celebrated our 200. I think by the end of the year we'll have upwards of 260 lead uh, projects certified, mm-hmm. and um, really, it's it's part of our 
um, organization DNA to not just have the, the structure lead certified, but everything that goes into it, um, you know, as efficient and uh, energy star rated when possible. That's great. So we'll we'll talk since we're mentioning lead so much. Um, you know, it would be worth going into a little bit about what that is, and we can do that in a second. But the the my main question here is is when you have you have such an interface with the customer when you have a, a lead building particularly let's say Union Square New York and one of the central parts of New York City are the are the customers do they recognize that these are, are green buildings is there a is there a communication loop with the customers and an education um, process that goes on whereby customers are coming in and having an experience with these buildings you know, it's it's interesting that you mentioned that in, in the particular branch that I, I believe you're speaking to, the Union Square branch, it's one of our new um, flagship designs, and uh, it, it was uh, designed by the same architects that designed the Apple Store, so it's very cutting edge, it's mm. very modern, uh, there's a lot of plasma screens all over, and, um, you know, a lot of interactive um, uh, functions of, of the actual branch, and so... Um, we actually did. When we had our 200th anniversary there, um, we did bring uh, people in for a tour. Um, we're still running today on the video screen some of the attributes of the branch, uh, explaining why it's green, how it saves energy, how it's reduced water use, um, how they go about uh, you know, reducing waste. Some really neat initiatives is that um, our ATMs now uh, have the ability to, to be paperless, and you can get... Um, ATM receipts emailed directly to you or to your smartphone hmm. um, by by setting up your account properly, and um, you know there's a lot of neat innovative features that we do. Another thing is that in New York City, you know one of the reasons that we got such a the highest rating at that branch was because of the public transportation features of Union Square. I believe it's at the intersection of, I believe, seven different subway lines. <laughs> and is, one of yeah. the interesting things, yeah, <laughs> and one of the things that uh, the city has done is fans, uh, has sponsored um, uh, the New York City Bike Program, and they're called uh, Athlete City Bikes. And so um, the bike sharing program that Mayor Bloomberg is, is doing in New York, and, uh, you know, we have a, a, there's a stop right outside our branch where you can go and yeah, rent a bike and then take it to another location and leave it at a different drop-off location and really utilize not just um, the public transportation, the biking aspects, the energy conservation, all of this has been promoted at, at this one particular branch. And when we do have other lead structures, um, we do also try to note and uh, not only have our employees know, but to your point, the community know about what goes into that. Okay. So... Can you give us just a, a little bit of a background on on lead? I know we've we've discussed it on the show, probably not in in a, in a few months now though. And it, can you just give our listeners just a general idea of what a lead building is? Um, well, a lead building, um, lead is a rating agency, and um, you know there there are several out there, and so you know it's the one that we have chosen to to work with. Um, but it by no means drives um, drives essentially city's policies or programs. But one thing that we like to do is that um, is that we like to build buildings that essentially you are better for the environment and they use less resources. Mm-hmm. And so what we have 
decided, like I said, we've partnered with uh, the U.S. Green Building Council, and they are the people that certify LEED. They are the people that certify buildings LEED certified. So what LEED stands for is Leadership in Energy and Environmental Design. Yep. And really what we're trying to do is make our buildings as efficient as possible um, and really consume less resources. And that goes in line with our, with our global goals of reducing carbon, reducing energy, mm-hmm. reducing waste to landfill, mm-hmm. and reducing water consumption. And we felt that there was a that there, were, there was a natural synergy there between what LEED was trying to accomplish and what City was trying to accomplish, and it's been a very productive partnership so far. Great. So, what what is um, what what makes really makes we've talked about the real estate aspect, but what else? I mean, what was making a bank green? For some people, are saying, "Well, wait, I mean, your print, you know, there's money involved, and that's green, okay." But what really makes a, a, a a bank green at the end of the day? That is a really interesting way to look at it, like when you refer to money. And, and that is one of the elements that makes a bank green. You sure. know, from my perspective, I think that there are three elements. Um, each is very important in its own right. The, the first and the one that I have the most influence over is the operations. And, mm-hmm. you know, that comes from our real estate um uh, from our real estate impacts and, um, you know, really looking at our impact on the environment. The other is looking at environmental and social risks associated with our transactions. So ensuring that any of the transactions that the bank uh, engages in are being done in a socially responsible and environmental responsible way. And thirdly um, is taking a look at financing. And do does city use financing to promote environmentally sustainable business opportunities? And you know that's where um, you know I think not only is city a leadership when it's looking at its operations, mm-hmm. but um, as far as being part of the <clears throat> equator print excuse me equator principles and uh, city's fifty billion dollar climate initiative are, are ways that I think city also has taken a leadership position in in those three key areas when looking at. Um, green financing, uh, the impacts of your investments, and also our operations. Okay. Excellent. Um, so we talked a little bit about the, the, the real estate portfolio, and, and the number escapes me. It was quite large, the square footage. Are you, how are you and your team tackling this? And, 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 and there obviously are buildings that are being built, which could be LEED certified or much greener, but what about the existing structures that um, need to be revamped or being looked at to be revamped or, or um, where their energy efficiency, you know, et cetera, is being increased and, and, and the like? We take a look at the whole portfolio, and um, it's a challenge. You know, when, when we said we have 75 million square feet, 12,000 locations in over 100 countries, um, it, is a, it is a huge animal that we take a look at. And we're not going to, we're not going to become, to your point, um, efficient just by building new. We really need to take a look at our existing portfolio. So our strategy is really uh, threefold. One, when we build new, mm-hmm. can we make it as efficient as possible? And our new branch designs, um, essentially is out-of-the-box uh, lead silver. Um, it wasn't that we designed it to be silver, but out of but what happened was that um, 
we want to be as efficient as possible because it makes good sense and it's good business mm -hmm. to operate our buildings in an efficient manner. So for what we've done in our design, um, it comes out of the box, like I said, uh, with, with a silver rating. Um, if, if of course our standards are here too. Um, but then we also take a look at, uh, at retrofitting our, our properties. We are, you know, constantly refurbishing our offices, uh, to, to have a modern design, a modern feel. Um, you know, simple things, uh, just looking at lighting retrofits. You know, it used to be that, you know, all of our buildings had T12s in and we were using fluorescence and, um, and then we moved to T8 lighting, which was more efficient, and then T5s, and now the initiative is looking at LEDs and we're incrementally getting more and more efficient. And every time we have an opportunity, whether it's um, replacing it something end of life, we are always pushing to ensure that we are going out and trying to get something that as efficient as possible mm -hmm. where we can get a financial payback on it so that essentially we want to make sure that that um, green business is smart business and that and that we can not only operate efficiently but um, you know create savings and value for the organization as a whole. For those of you who are just tuning in, we're listening. We are speaking with Stephen Avidek. He is the director and global head of sustainability at City Realty Services at Citigroup. So, how about the employees? Uh, for instance, let's say you're in an office building and you're not particularly happy, and then then the the T T eights come in, and then the T fives come in, and the T L uh, the LED lighting comes in, and, and the building changes. Is are the are the employees? Um, providing feedback or how, how is that um, how do you how are you working with the employees in these buildings you know we do an extensive amount of testing and trialing um, almost to my uh, to my taste too much but it, it's important <laughs> because I, I want I want to see these games come quicker and faster but sure. We, we literally will do um, trial demonstration after trial demonstration to find the optimum return with regard to employee satisfaction, um, efficiency, cost, and really taking a look at what works well. You know, we'll examine the lumens. We'll examine the impact on, on how it works with employees and if it makes them more productive or, or if they feel that, you know, that the lighting affects them or has an adverse effect upon them. Mm -hmm. And it's a slow process, but when we get it right and then we can um, change things and and make these changes, we can really affect things on a, on a global scale. And to give you an, an example of that, you know, um, one of the things that I've been tasked with doing, this has just been an, an internal goal of City, um, was that I needed to reduce consumption by 125 gigawatt hours. And, you know, and that comes through efficiency and looking at different lighting and, and you know, looking at our the way we cool and heat our buildings and things of that nature. And, you know, to put that on a scale, um, the reduction of that is the equivalent of the consumption of a small country. And I was yeah. just doing some uh, some scoping of that uh, prior to this call. It, it, it's more than the country of Gibraltar consumes on an annual basis. Okay. Um, you know, and if you look at the size of city, if you if city was a country in and of itself, um, and you looked at its overall square footage of, of its portfolio, uh, city occupies essentially the, the extent of 33 Empire State 
uh, Empire State Building stacked one on top of another. Just an enormous amount of space that city has. And, and our actual annual consumption is on the scale of a country like Luxembourg or Nicaragua or, or Senegal. And so when we make a change and we're able to do it right, and we can roll it out across our portfolio, it has a tremendous impact. And I can tell you that it brings such satisfaction to me to know that even though it may take time, when we do something, it, it, it makes a substantive change for the better. And um, it, it brings a lot of job satisfaction to me. Right. Right, absolutely. No, that's it's incredible when you think about the context of a of a small country, you know, like well Gibraltar is relatively small, but then Luxembourg and you think about the impact and when you have that internal buy in um, from from a company this large, it it really is is game changing. What is going on internally at City that, that has pushed you guys ahead as as the leader in, in the banking world? Well, there's um, there's a lot that's going on that that, that essentially that um, uh, you know that that I feel from the real estate perspective that, that makes mm-hmm. us um a leader, um, and that's really what I can speak to. I mean, there sure. you know we're doing a lot with equative principles, and we're doing a lot with um, alternative financing, um, but really you know the where I have the impact is on our our operations, and so taking a look at efficiency, the green building, um. You know, we're essentially um, embedding sustainability into everything we do. And I see sustainability as more of a way to do business and not something that sits outside the organization. And a great example that I'd like to sort of, or an analogy that I'd like to to bring up is sort of how GE worked with Six Sigma. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Jack Walsh was this huge advocate. and, And, you know, if you talk to anybody that's worked at GE or had experience at GE, Six Sigma is not a quality system. It's not something that sits outside the normal business process. It's how GE does business. And uh, within CRS, we're embedding sustainability in everything we do. It's how we do business because it makes good business financial sense. Mm-hmm. And so the way we're, we're, we're becoming a leader is because, you know, we have green language in our leases. We look for the most efficient ways possible. We are trying to, um, you know, purchase green energy. We're actually... Um, uh, number 20 on the EPA's Fortune 500 list of green power partners, and uh, we're in the national top 50 of green power purchasers within the United States. Um, City does a lot to um, reduce its operational impact. So we're not only when we purchase that green power, it's not just for um, our lead programs or to offset our emissions, but it's really to also help promote a green economy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're proud to, to play that role and we're proud to really, um, you know, look at, um, like I was saying, embedding it in what we do. We've just done a vendor analysis and have taken a look at everything that we put in our branches and in our offices. And we've worked with them to identify those impacts Mm -hmm. so that we can look at our supply chain and then know what we're bringing into our buildings, what type of impacts that has when we look to, you know, either through their use or through their disposal. And so we're looking at the complete value chain with regard to real estate, you know, whether it's building materials, um, things as mundane as office furniture or um, office equipment, Mm -hmm. um, you know, 
all the way down to uh, infrastructure uh, upgrades and looking at how we can be efficient that way. So okay. when when I really say that we're trying to integrate it in everything we do, it really becomes part of um, the process of, of having, um, I guess, a green office portfolio or a green uh, organization portfolio. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's part of the brand. It really is, becomes part of the brand. So let's talk. Exactly. Yeah, let's talk about climate change specifically. City was one of the first global financial services companies to publicly join the fight to slow climate change and reduce energy dependence. And then in 2007, uh, City pledged 50 billion dollars over the next 10 years. So I guess then 10 years from 2007 um, to address global global climate change. How does your work specifically tie into these efforts? That it, I, I wish I could tap some of that money. You know, they. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're, you know, we always have to. Uh, we, you know, our, our projects have to stand on their own merit. But uh, <laughs> all kidding aside, um, if we weren't doing some what we were doing internally, we yeah. could never go external with that pledge. Right. And sit there and say, you know, that we were going to invest fifty billion dollars into mm. the, the market to promote green businesses. Um, we need to be able to do that internally, and that's where the organization supports us. Right. Um, it's absolutely fantastic to be able to work for an organization that not that is, that is looking externally mm. to have this type of impact. And for lack of a better term, if we weren't walking the walk, there's no way we could talk the talk. So because we're doing that externally everyone looks internal to ensure that we are successful in our own endeavors because we want to be perceived as not just someone that's doing this for green credibility but we want to make sure that our actions um, equate with what we're looking to do both internally and externally so while you know these initiatives don't stand they don't stand alone, I guess is what I'm sure. trying to explain is that is that because what we are doing internally allows us to go out and make that pledge and because that pledge is out externally, it even brings more pressure to us to perform internally. So it helps with the buy in, it helps with senior management knowing that this is something that they need to do because it's the it's the future of the bank and it's how the bank perceives itself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, it's interesting. Two thousand and seven is really right before the recession hit. So, is there any has the recession done anything with regard to to the to cities overall? You know, let's say in in your purview, your the green real estate efforts. I think it's brought sustainability to the forefront. I don't mm-hmm. think that there is a better marriage of of looking at sustainability from an efficiency standpoint and helping with expense management and really working in in a cost-constrained environment, you know, that's happened with the recession. Mm-hmm. Um, it does nothing but add value because what we are doing is that we are looking to um, essentially provide value mm-hmm. uh, by being sustainable. And there is no better way to provide value them to be able to help contain costs and manage costs and reduce your costs. And everything that we're looking at, whether it's um, waste to landfill, water consumption, carbon emissions, um, energy consumption, all of these have a direct cost. And if we can be 
um, an influencer and if we can become more efficient and if we can use less resources and improve our financial performance, um, it goes directly in line with everything that we would want to do, recession or not a recession. Mm. So I actually think that um, uh, during tough economic times, sustainability is a strategy for success. That's good. I tend to agree. <laughs> um, so what what do you have uh, coming down the pike that might be of li- uh, interest to our listeners? We've got a couple more minutes. Um, it's something that I think is, is truly going to be uh, revolutionary. Is, um, I've been working with members of the investment bank, um, and we've been looking at developing uh, new financial models to, to essentially uh, fund large-scale uh, capital projects that may not necessarily um, uh, meet internal hurdle rates for return on investment uh, because that window keeps shrinking and shrinking, mm-hmm. but still do have um, a positive ROI. And um, what we've been doing is working with them and we've been demoing this internally to essentially um, produce ways that we can uh, do more and more on-site generation. Uh, through our on-site generation, whether it's through alternatives such as cogen or trigen, solar, wind, things of this nature, geothermal, um, we're investigating all of these. But they might have a longer, a longer payback period. And so what we're looking to do is essentially remove um, those internal hurdles. And I'm working, like I said, with the investment bank. Um, and these on-site generation projects are really going to be the next wave because they reduce carbon. Um, they, uh, they, uh, you know, essentially have lower costs uh, mm-hmm. for um, utilities and, and uh, you know, providing power. And um, they increase redundancy, which is really an important feature when you have an adaptation strategy to address climate change and, and looking at climate-related events. Because the more you see these, um, these interruptive events, whether they're floods, drought, uh, hurricanes, snowstorms, tornadoes, um, you need to have that additional redundancy, especially being um, a, a transactional organization like a bank. Um, we can never have our data centers go down. Right. And so to, to be able to do on-site generation with reducing our costs, with reducing our carbon load, with um, increasing that redundancy, um, really, uh, I think, is going to be revolutionary. And um, we'll probably be hearing more about that in the near future after we demo that um, internally. Mm -hmm. uh, We're hoping it becomes a next hot product that City can help give to other organizations. And then sort of that model I talked about before, um, we want to make sure it works. And uh, and I get the benefit of being the the test case um, (laughs) internally. And then we're going to hopefully... um, use that as, a, as another way that city can go out and, and help change a market. Wow, this is terrific. Well, thank you so much for uh, sharing all of this with us. It's been very fascinating. You know, and as we were saying before we got on, on the air, there's obviously there's peop- most people know what city is, and it's, uh, it's nice to, to, to learn about what's going on internally, with, in particular with the real estate services, so the realty services. So thanks, Steve, and I appreciate it. The proceeding has been Nature of Business with Chrissy Coughlin in association with GreenBiz.com.